direction. So it is important to hear the right voices in our head. There is a very powerful force of the voice that comes into our life. It was the power of an untruthful voice that sparked one of the greatest rebellions against David in his tenure as king. It didn't just start with Absalom sitting at a gate, talking to those entering into the kingdom. It was a bad voice from his own family, of course, that sparked this untimely revolt. Yes, Absalom had no blemish in his body. He was beautiful. He was fair. He was goodly to look at. He was greatly in the wrong, speaking to men of the kingdom. Of what tribes were you from? What are your issues? What are your grievances with what's going on in life? Where are your problems with the king? As Absalom sat at the gate daily, Intending to steal the hearts of the people. But there was another voice that had sparked the evil. Voices calling unto those looking for direction. But there was voices long before giving misdirection. Giving false hope. Giving false answers. False words and false teachings. Absalom's ministry to those was only a bystander of a voice that came to his brother Amnon long before he stood at the gate. It was a voice that would lead Absalom down the wrong path, but the voice didn't come to his own ear. It wasn't the voice in his life. It was the voice in Amnon's life. It simply said, Amnon had a friend. Amnon had a friend. He spoke subtly because that's what the Bible said about Jonadab. He was a subtle man. It wasn't an abrupt word. It wasn't an in-your-face word. It was a behind-the-closed-doors kind of words. It was out of earshot of the king kind of word. It was a don't-tell Anybody that I said this kind of words. It was a, this is a between you and me kind of word. This was a, the king doesn't have to know about this kind of word. And it came from someone that he thought was to be trusted. His words created a false sense of power. A false sense of security and self-given authority. His words were born out of a spirit of deceit. After all, he was also of the kindred of David. A brother not selected, not anointed, not chosen, but in the family nonetheless. The words of Jonadab to Amnon were, You are the son of the king. You can do what you want. You are the one with power. You bear the name. The same blood of your father runs in your vein. You are the one with talent. You're the one spending all the money. You're the one giving all of the time. 
You're the one cleaning the building. You're the one putting all of your extra hours into the church. You're the one that has all the things put together. You're the one that's got the ideas. You're the one that puts the program into place. You're the one that... You're the one that the pastor used to use. You're the one that was... You bear the king's name. What you want is yours for the taking because it's rightfully yours by authority anyway. Until that point, Amnon's only struggle was knowing that he was never going to be able to have what he wanted lest the king gave it to him. It was not his to take, but the voice said it was. The voices that speak have their own reward, but unlike the reward of being the one given unto them, we know that the wages of sin is death. But what about the voices that speak? We know what happens when your actions are deceitful, but what about the words that came to you? Where do they go? What happens to them we know that when those voices begin to manifest itself in our actions, the consequences don't happen immediately to those voices. Those consequences come in our life, but not quickly. No, whatsoever a man sows, he reaps. But we know that it takes time for seeds to grow. We know that it has to be planted. It has to be thought of. It has to be nurtured. It has to be fed. It has to be watered, but then it has to grow as a young plant. We might see it growing, but we don't have its fruit yet. Consequences don't come quickly. But as anything that is planted in a life, it grows and eventually it is reaped. Paul admonishes the church to sow into good, to sow into blessings, to sow, to sow into the kingdom. To sow not sparingly, but givingly. Because what you spare, what you give unsparingly is rewarded unsparingly. What you give in little bits comes back in little bits. But what you give in abundance comes back in abundance. And that's not just talking about the kingdom. It's the seed that is planted. When given time, its fruit manifests. Its reward is reaped. And Amnon did exactly what was spoken to him by a friend. Take what you want. You are the king's son. There's no consequences for your actions. There is no reward for your wrongdoing. You can make your own rules. You can determine your own direction and have no consequences whatsoever. You don't know what you're costing yourself. You don't know what you're opening yourself to when you don't listen to the right voices in your head. You don't know what you're opening your children to. You don't know what you're opening your marriage to. You don't know what you're opening your home to. You don't know what... 
little voices that say it's okay for this and it's okay for that. But the word of God teaches you something else. There's a reason why Amnon felt convicted in himself from acting on what he wanted. There was a reason why he had fear in his life for reaching for what does not belong to him. But when a voice said, no, it belongs to you. Don't you understand? But where's the king in all this? Forget about the voice of the king. Forget about what the word of God says. Forget about what the preacher preaches. Just do it because... So he took Tamar because of the voice in his head. And the Bible said that immediately the guilt of his own action caused him to hate her more than he had loved her before. And then all of a sudden, what would have been a gift, what would have been a promise, what would have been a blessing became a curse. Because when she found shelter in her brother Absalom's home, Absalom hated Amnon from that very moment. Absalom was determined to get vengeance from that very moment. Absalom knew what you sowed you're going to reap. And you're going to reap it in. And Absalom didn't go after him immediately. Absalom didn't go plead his case to his father. Absalom sat on the case for two years. He let it plot in his mind how he was going to allow. Maybe David was walking through the kingdom and he hasn't seen Tamar in quite a while. I haven't heard the stories, but I haven't seen the last I'd ever heard. Amnon wanted her to come to the room and bake him a cake and, and feed from her own hand, but I haven't seen her in quite some time. But while all the time Absalom's got her hidden in his home, he's taking care of it. He's festering the wound. He's not going to the king. He's not asking for direction. He's not asking for godly wisdom. No, he's plotting in his mind. How can I repay this evil? How can I repay this sinful deed? How can I repay this sinful I'm going to take his life. But the king's going to serve it up on a platter. David had heard that Absalom had land and he had sheep shearers in a far country. And he wanted all of his brothers to go with them. He wanted all of his brothers to share in the bounty with them. But why don't you let Amnon come as well? Let him join in the festivities. Let him join because a lying voice will lead you to an untimely misinterpretation of what is a God. Absalom begged of David, let him come. And David gave him open door opportunity. Go. Why didn't David do anything? Why didn't David rush to the aid of Tamar? Because the Lord is merciful and long-suffering. The Lord gives time to those hearts to repent. The Lord gives moments of God-given opportunities to make things right. But when things are not made right, sin will have its day. Just as the Lord told Cain, sin, life at the door. And the very place of opportunity for repentance... Sin waited for Cain to fall. Two years Absalom plotted. Two years Absalom begged for the king's blessing. Pressed by the king to let Amnon come. 
And in 2 Samuel, the 13th chapter, the moment that the king gave the ability for it all to happen, the Bible said that Absalom told them to followers, uh, sold his friends, uh, Mark, when Amnon's heart is merry, when he thinks that everything is behind him, the moment that he thinks that he's gotten away with it, the moment that he thinks that everything in his life is going to work out without any consequences, uh, without any shortcomings, uh, and without any failures, uh, you take a knife uh, and you end it then. And just as Amnon had declared when his heart was overflowing with false hope, desensitized with the motion of what he had done, judgment came in the hour that he didn't think. Voices came to David. Your sons are dead. Because I'm going to tell you, voices don't always come that just bring dissensions. Voices sometimes come with false reports. Sometimes people will talk about what's happening that ain't happening. People will talk about what's being said and it ain't being said. People will talk about things that are going on that ain't going on to give you a false understanding. And they said, your sons are dead. Absalom's killed them all. Absalom's done this. Absalom's done that. And the Bible said that David began to mourn. But the same voice that came to Amnon, Sister now, don't you see something creeping up? Don't you see something conspiring behind the curtains? I got Amnon to fall. I caused dissension between Amnon and Absalom. And now I've created dissension between Absalom and David. Jonadab comes to David. No, 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 no. Your sons are not dead. Amnon alone. Amnon alone. David was shook in his spirit. He was mourning in sackcloth and ashes. He was lamenting. He was repenting. He, was, he knew that he, he was suffering because of his own sin. But now sin has covered his entire family in the same voice that sparked it all. No, no, no. And Jonadab, the son of Shemaiah, David's brother, answered and said, Let not my Lord suppose that they have slain all the young men of the king's home. For they have only killed Amnon only. Listen to what Jonadab said. For by the appointment of Absalom, this hath been determined from the day. that Amnon forced Tamar. Oh, you're the king's son, all right. I'm going to tell you what you can do, but I already know the moment you do it. Judgment. Satan has come to steal to kill and destroy. If he can't steal it from you, if he can't kill you to take it from you, he'll rise up in the midst of a lie to destroy it so that you can't possess it. He'll lie to get his way in a church.
He'll lie his way to tear up a family. He'll lie his way to destroy a revival. But don't be ignorant of the devil's devices. Be sober. Be vigilant. Peter says, for your adversary, the devil, he walketh about as a roaring lion. He's looking for who he may devour. But don't be ignorant of his devices. Listen to the voices. Listen to what the enemy tells you. When that voice tells you God can't do it, you better realize something right now, sister. God can do it. The devil is a liar and the father of all lies. The Bible said that when he speaks, he speaks of himself because there's no truth in him. He is a liar. I want him to lie to me because when he tells me I can't have my child, God's going to step in. When the devil tells me he's not going to bring revival to Lono, God's going to step in. When he says you're not going to have favor, the Lord's going to step in. When he begins to tell you he's not going to bring your children back. Oh, I don't think some of you heard that. When he begins to tell you he's not going to bring your children back. Let him lie. Don't let those voices put seeds inside of your head that steal the blessings of God. Don't let those voices be seeds inside of your head that steal the hope of God's mercy and grace and salvation. He despises a lying tongue. Amnon had a friend that spoke into his life and it caused utter devastation to the kingdom. Because the animosity that built between Absalom and David. Why didn't you stop it? I'm going to tell you something. When your words don't realize it, they cause dissension between people. And the last thing that it never needs to cause dissension between is between you and the king. Well, why didn't you heal? Why didn't you just save it? Why didn't you prevent it from happening? Why didn't you stop it? Why didn't you... Voices. Voices. There's a voice that calls us out, brings grace to us in our sin. The voice is drowned out by others that we would rather listen to than rather repent. If seeing is believing, then hearing is becoming and connecting. Hearing the voice of God over your issues. Hearing the voice of God over your desired outcomes of your prayers. Uh, hearing the voice of God over your flesh that wants to give in. Hearing the voice of God over your friends that tell you there's more than one way. Hearing the voice of God over your co-workers. Hearing the voice of... Hearing the voice of God over your sons and over your daughters uh, that tell you why do you put into it? Why do you give? Why do you... No, 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 no. The voice of God brings out the life that rests under the surface. David said, the deep crieth unto the deep. There's something inside of me that needs to live and only you can do it. So it's in your heart. It's in your word. It's in your voice. Stand with me this morning. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters of the deep. But it was the voice of God that penetrated the surface. It said, let the seas bring forth. Let 
knees bring forth and what was not there just let the earth give forth and the earth it didn't possess it but it had the potential to give and it just started to give let the voices it's the voices parents speak life to your children speak life to their heart speak life to their consciousness speak power of life and death is in that tongue don't tell them they're stupid don't tell don't tell them they're a failure don't tell them they're no good don't tell them they're gonna be God has a promise for you God has a plan for you speak to those things power of life and death is in the tongue Speak power over your family. Speak power over your relationship. Speak power over your marriage. Speak power over. I come against any any voice that would try to speak dissension in the church. I come against any spirit that would try to speak doubt against anyone in this church. I speak against any lie that would be spoken. David, your sons are dead. Lies. Only one. But I will tell you this. One may have fallen by the sword that day. But one was already dead on the inside. Because Absalom's heart was shut off from his father. You want to shut your children off? You want to close your children off to a Holy Ghost move? You want to close off revival to a next generation? Watch what you say. Watch what you say about what's going on. Watch what you say about the preacher. Watch what... Speak against voices that would deter them and take them in a direction they don't need to go. Speak against voices that would alienate them and make them feel that they're unloved and unworthy. Speak against voices that would deceive them. Speak against voices that would divide them from the body. Voices that would cause them harm. Oh, I've got voices in my head. I told you I wasn't going to go long. I know more up for 12, but I only been 23 minutes. I've got voices in my head. And when I'm angry, he said, pray for them. Bless them that despitefully use them. And in doing so, you reap coals of fire. I'm not looking for their demise. I'm not hurt that they left. I'm hurt that that I can't minister to them. I've got voices. Pray. Ask. Receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock. Oh, you, you tried that before. I haven't left you yet, nor forsaken you, but you've trusted him before. And all things work together for good to them that love. I've got voices. got voices oh you just need to sit back and relax 
and just enjoy the atmosphere. And then there's a voice that shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Shout unto God with a voice of praise. Declare your liberty. I've got voices. With the voices in my head. Every eye closed and every head bowed. God, mind touch our ability to hear what thus saith the Lord to drown out the flesh and the voices that speak lies and deceit and dissension God I'm asking right now for a Holy Ghost anointing to discern what is of God that would release us into salvation and deliverance uh, that would release us into joy that would release us into healing that would release us into revival God every voice that is not of you right now I'm asking that you would drown it out that you would shut it up that you would stop it build a wall a hedge a barrier against it and let your spirit come in like a flood let a sound of revival move in that floods our soul that moves in our spirit that moves in our home that moves in our children that moves in our life as you would in the precious name of Jesus. Is there anybody that just for the next few moments wants to go to the Lord and worship for a few moments before we're dismissed today? Come on, how many of you still want to hear the voice of God today? Come on, why don't you move from the pews and find a place in this altar to lift your voice unto God and say, God, speak. Be with you. Take the voices out. Take the thoughts out. Take negativity out. The devil's telling me one thing. Wrong voices are telling me one thing. But God, I need to know what you want. I need to know what you
Praise the Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your family, oh God, that loves one another and that bears one another in prayer, that bears one another's burdens. God, I'm asking today that you go with us, be with us, strengthen us. Continue to speak your word of power. Your word of revival, your word of promise, your word of hope into this church. Continue to set the path before us where we follow your voice and what thus saith the Lord. Protect our hearts, protect our mind, and let nothing come between us and the King. Bless us today in Jesus' precious name. God bless you. We love you. Remember the announcements. We'll see you tonight at 6.30. But in the back, we're going to celebrate Sister Maya if she wakes up. And Sister Nora, we love y'all. God bless you. We'll see y'all later.